All right, my friends, this is your Bible book by book with Pastor Luke, and now we are covering 2 Samuel. And uh, as I mentioned uh, when I was talking about 1 Samuel, uh, 1 and 2 Samuel are one volume, or at least that was how they were originally understood to be one volume. And uh, that one volume was likely um, or possibly written by the prophet Jeremiah. Um, and they were considered to be, the, the name that they had originally was probably First Kings, and then First and Second Kings um, as one volume would have been Second Kings. So uh, they changed the, uh, the name of them, name of these books, uh, to kind of give you a better uh, idea of the division of what these books are, are basically about. Um, First Samuel is um, begun by the the life and the 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 work of Samuel, who is the king maker. So even though he dies partway through the book of First Samuel, uh, the things that he had put into place with uh, anointing kings and making kings um, is what the, the theme of these books is really about. And so Second Samuel um, is all about. Uh, the the kingship of David. Uh, it, it covers simply his rise to the throne and uh, the things that happened during his kingship, uh, during his rule. So uh, what you can kind of understand Second Samuel to be uh, structured as is a pyramid. Um, and what that means is that uh, the first half of the book is David's rise. And, and when I say David's rise, I mean that uh, basically he is um, a man who can seem to do no wrong, and he succeeds in everything that he does. Everything that he puts his mind to, he accomplishes. Um, and there's a, a quite a, a lengthy um, treatment of his victories, uh, all the, the power that he had, all the success that he had, um, all the, the, the accumulation of things and people and support and uh, his victories, how he defeated all his enemies, how he established Jerusalem um, to be the capital of the nation of Israel, how he finally brings the ark to a basically a final resting place in Jerusalem um, and establishes um, a national worship. He establishes um, the rules and regulations, the structures for the priests and and uh, the the worship setting and how everything is going to work. I mean, he he um, is basically establishing um, not only the political power of of Israel, but the religious power, and he combines the two things together. So, um, even though Israel is turning away from its original purpose, which is to be a theocracy, uh, David establishes uh, something that's really important, which is that. Uh, the king um, is going to defer to God as the the ruler, and as long as the king is obedient to God, the the, the nation of Israel will succeed and prosper and be safe and secure. Uh, but when the king uh, turns away from God and disobeys God and worships idols or, or is um, evil, uh, they will remove the protection of God and His blessings, and they will bring upon them the the curses that are proclaimed in the law. So, as I said, it's kind of seen as a pyramid. The first uh, half of the book is all about the rise of David, all the success of David. Then you get to chapter 11, and in this chapter, uh, we have the story of David and Bathsheba. 
Um, and what we see here is a couple of uh, interesting things that um, it, it may be um, unique to Israel, unique to the Jewish people, which is that um, they do not hide the the sin of their leaders, and, and they actually make it a prominent um, focal point in, in their storytelling in the Scripture. So um, where most uh, nations would most likely uh, try to hide or excuse or cover up or, or somehow dismiss uh, some of the, the sin or evil of their leaders. And the leaders themselves would most likely uh, try to make sure that those things were covered up. In Israel, uh, those things are on display, and they are given to the people as a warning and as a teaching and uh, to and also to give us an understanding of why uh, some of the things have happened that have happened. So uh, the nation of Israel um, does fall under um, uh, different judgments of God, different disciplines of God throughout its history. And uh, they understood that the reason for that was because they, as a people, had disobeyed God's law, that they had turned their backs on God and, and God had promised and told them uh, in the law in Deuteronomy and, um, and uh, through Moses that if they turn their back on God, then they would incur God's uh, discipline. And that in order to have safety and security and prosperity, that they had to uh, be faithful to their worship uh, to God. And so what you see in um, chapter 11 is now we're at the pinnacle of, of Israel, or at least of David's reign, and uh, he, from that point, begins to decline. Now, uh, David continues to rule for the rest of his life, and um, he is not uh, uh, like Saul in the fact that he's not a tragedy. Um, he, he regains his fellowship with God, and he regains a right relationship with God, but um, because of the sin of uh, adultery and uh, murder that he um, perpetuates in chapter 11, um, he will incur judgment for the rest of his life, that he will have the, the repercussions of that sin playing out in the rest of his story. And so uh, he has a lot of tragedy in his family. Uh, he has a son, uh, Amnon, who uh, rapes uh, his own sister, Tamar, and uh, she becomes a desolate woman um, and uh, never marries. Amnon is then killed by Absalom, uh, who is uh, Tamar's brother um, by both mother and father. And so uh, Absalom, he becomes a, a figure in David's life who uh, competes for the throne. And um, he almost succeeds in that. He, he ends up driving out David from Jerusalem and, and many of the people um, and assuming power for a very short time before he's uh, killed in battle. Um, and then so uh, Absalom becomes uh, a tragic figure uh, in David's life because uh, David uh, loves Absalom, doesn't want him to die, and, uh, but he is killed in this battle uh, when David returns to Jerusalem. Um, and then there's another son who's going to die later in the book of 1 Kings uh, under the, the rule of Solomon. Um, but uh, what you see in David is, is uh, some mistakes, uh, some tragic mistakes that he makes. And uh, he learns from them. He, he uh, finds grace. He finds forgiveness. 
Um, you see this back and forth uh, between God and, and David where God blesses David and God uh, comforts David, um, but God uh, does not remove the sword from David's family uh, because David had brought that upon himself uh, with the things that he had done. And so there's a, a decline throughout the rest of his life. Um, he makes another tragic mistake when he uh, performs a census on uh, his people. And the, the problem with the census wasn't that he was not allowed to count uh, his soldiers. It was that in order to count your soldiers, you had to redeem them and pay, pay the, the price for each and every one that you counted. Uh, David fails to do that, and so God brings about a uh, pestilence, and there's a plague that begins to kill many people. Uh, and in that story, what happens is that uh, there is a threshing floor that the angel of death stops um, the plague. And David prays and asks for God's uh, mercy, and, and the, the plague stops on that threshing floor. That threshing floor becomes a place where they're going to build the temple. It is the temple mount. And so um, even in this uh, story of tragedy and mistake and sin, uh, God, again, he brings about grace and forgiveness and mercy. And uh, there is a, a, a true purpose in that, that now we have finally, after uh, 400 and fi- actually 500 years of the tabernacle, uh, wandering in the desert and then um, being uh, a tent put up here and there and everywhere, um, not knowing where the final, you know, uh, uh, temple mount is going to be built. Uh, now we have the the final location that God has determined that uh, He would bless uh, to be the temple, um, and so that sets up uh, even further for King Solomon to build the temple and to establish a permanent place for the priests. Uh, and the people to offer all their sacrifices, and uh, for God to come and meet with them, and and uh, there's a great blessing in that because now we have finally a sense that uh, God is with us, um, and so uh, that is the book of Second Samuel. It is all about uh, David's life and his rule as king, and in some ways it's. Uh, tragic in some ways. Um, it displays the grace of God in, in really what we would might think of New Testament ways, that uh, David declares that God desires repentance and God desires uh, a heart that uh, would seek after him and not necessarily sacrifices, um, that uh, David will offer sacrifices, but really what God is looking for is a heart that longs for God. And so David finds that um, throughout the, the book of Second Samuel and declares this to be the primary characteristic of who God is, that God is a God of grace and mercy, uh, even while he is a, a God who is holy and just. And uh, what we're going to see uh, as we continue on is that God responds to God's people as uh, they act in faith or disobedience. And so we're going to begin a roller coaster ride through first and second kings in the next couple of episodes as we look at uh, what God is doing there. So this is your Bible, book by book, and that is Second Samuel.